0: You're listening to the NASM CPT podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to be talking about. Uh, Kind of the round two of misconceptions about NASM. So there have been some misconceptions that are out there about NASM. I talked about a few of them last week. So moving on into additional misconceptions that have come up, Uh, one is about muscular development. And even though the OPT model is more of a performance-based model, in fact, it is the optimal performance model, optimal performance training model. So it is a performance-based model. But, but we're well aware that many athletes need to go through muscular development to increase their performance. And you don't have to use the model as a performance model. So for instance, if you have clients that are elderly and you're not going to have them doing box jumps, all right, fine, that's, that's great. It's, it's unnecessary based on your goals, but you take the performance model and you adjust it to fit your client's goals and needs. Well, same thing here. And a lot of times we work with athletes and we might take out the hypertrophy component of it because based on a person's goal, they may not need hypertrophy for their performance outcomes, but they may. And so there are people that are like, oh, NASM, they're not, they're not good for muscular development and hypertrophy. Well, and in fact, the the OPT model spends quite a bit of time on muscular development training. Now that is a one kind of phase in the multi-phase optimal performance training model it is the center phase of this kind of middle level so stabilization strength and power and then you go from this stabilization equivalent where you're supersetting a stabilization or an endurance exercise with a hypertrophy exercise so the hypertrophy style exercise would be first and then it's supersetted with a stabilization equivalent it's great for hypertrophy it's great for muscular development but then we move on into the muscular development phase and its goal is very much kind of like a typical thing that you would see from many other uh, education platforms that have to do with building muscle. There, It goes through macro cycles and mesocycles and microcycles. It allows you to put together a big plan for what you want to do. And you can do that within the hypertrophy level, the muscular development level. In fact, recently, some great research has come out and NASM has also notated that you can get really excellent hypertrophy outcomes from doing high endurance stuff. So even the endurance protocols that you're doing can add to your hypertrophy training. Certainly needs to be supported by your diet, can be supported by um, not just the resistance training, not just the recovery, but you have to have the food that supports it as well. But, like any typical hypertrophy program or muscular development program, it'll go through things like here's your linear periodization, here's your undulating periodization. And then let's look at some of the research where it talks about which can be better and for what reason. And linear seems to be pretty good for our beginning people. And then as you move out of this linear phase where you just work up certain levels through the model, it becomes very clear that undulating periodization uh, can be superior to linear. Well, what does that mean? Well that means that, yeah, you could you could undulate um, stabilization, hypertrophy, and power type training. and that that's great, but maybe not the best for muscular hypertrophy. But you have so many ranges and variables within the hypertrophy level that you can do heavier days and lighter days and moderate days in your resistance training. And all of that still fall within the muscular development protocols in the OPT model. So you can go linearly. Then you can start undulating your periodization. And then you get into, well, what types of workouts are taking place within this? So you've got single set systems, which is kind of exercise One body part, not great for hypertrophy, multiple sets, pyramids, complex training where you're hitting some heavier lifts followed by similar exercises that you're moving faster. So you might be doing that two, zero, two, zero count when you're doing your tempos or even slower. And then you start to now do a lighter weight, maybe a little bit faster and banging some, some speed out that's a good complex training which we talk about there are supersets there are giant sets we talk about drop setting which is you know a superset is an exercise that's performed back to back with limited rest your supersets can be opposing muscle groups so you can do a push and a pull that's a superset and we just say that's an opposing superset and then there's the superset where you do the same body parts. You might be doing a uh, a barbell bench press, and then you superset that with some dumbbell flies. That's a superset for the same body part. And I know that some people call supersets uh, and for same body part and opposite body parts by different names, but we just we go with supersets and we say superset the same size, same muscle or superset opposing muscles. There's a giant set, same muscle, you superset it, and then you do more than two exercises back-to-back with limited rest. There's the drop set, which we love to use the selectorized equipment because it's so much easier to do selectorized equipment, but that's not like an NASM thing. That's just like an ease of drop setting where you do a heavy set, and then you pull the pin out and go a little bit lighter and keep going until failure, and you go a little bit lighter keep going until failure. You lift and lower the weight. You lift the weight, and then you lower the weight so you can... Yeah, continue lifting. That's a drop set. We talk about that. There's a a rest pause set. So you perform a set till volitional fatigue, and then rest briefly, taking some deep breaths. Lifting again. A map. What's a map? As many as possible. Get as many reps as possible there, and then the bodybuilding special, the muscular development special, the ever beloved split routines. Split routines, working out body parts such as a two-day split might be an upper body, lower body day. A tri split, chest, tris, back, buys, legs, shoulders. A two-day split, a three-day split, a four-day split, a five-day split. NASM addresses this; they talk about it. So to say that it uh, uh, NASM doesn't do good with building muscle—that's it's a central component of what NASM focuses on. It is one of the major levels in the OPT model is building strength and building muscle. And within that, you could also add together circuit training, which could be good for both building muscle or maintaining muscle while cutting weight if you're getting ready to do things like physique. And then, of course, NASM has just recently come out with the physique and bodybuilding coaching certification, this is new. They just they just released this at Optima 2022 and in, uh, in October. It is a new course about preparing for physique competitions and bodybuilding composition, uh, competitions. And I think that for people to say that this is not really who NASM is, I think I think you're wrong. And not only is that a misconception. We've now listened to some of the feedback that people have given us and said, look, we're going to kind of uh, see this in the model, in the OPT model. But let's just focus on this section of it so we can dig deeper into what some of the people are asking about. So we're not saying, hey, we had all the answers in the original OPT model uh, and in the CPT textbook. But what we did is we said there are a lot of great answers to how to develop muscle. But let's also look at how we can increase and develop muscle through this physique and bodybuilding coaching certification. Let's identify how we can cut weight, how we can get into the right mental state, and how we can do it safely as a coach working with people. And then we've got all of these wonderful resistance training variables where you can do things, one arm, two arms, asymmetrical, one leg, two leg, asymmetrical, dumbbells, barbells, kettlebells, cables, bars, asymmetrical, loading, seated, kneeling, half kneeling, standing, stagger stance, box, narrow stance, stable, unstable, with rotation. How do we build and focus on developing our body? And then one of the great things about this is that It's linear periodization or undulating periodization, but even linear periodization is cyclical. Linear periodization doesn't just keep going up. It's got to go in a circle, so even a straight line in linear periodization is cyclical. And there's so many resistance training variables. There's slow tempos, and you can superset those with faster tempos multiple circuits that you do, and then you can stack those circuits together. You could start adding in exercises in every set, and when you do it again, add in another exercise. You can have a focus, let's say for... Uh, Building bodybuilding or focusing on your physique, you want to focus on your shoulders. So what you may do is you may have what we're referred to as an anchoring exercise. It is the important exercise that you keep coming back back to throughout the workout. So that might be a shoulder press or a lateral raise or rear delt flies or something that's going to focus on and deliver on building a certain body part. And so you can explore and work some other body parts when you're coming back and working that same body part again. And then it's through phases, it's through cycles. And even in the hypertrophy cycle, hypertrophy uh, or muscular development level and phase in the OPT model, there's so many things that you can do there. There are the higher repetitions, mid-range repetitions, lower or heavier weight repetitions you can do any of those kind of sets drop sets pause sets rest sets and add and focus on a certain thing and you can create an entire continuum just within that one phase in the OPT model so there's a a, a misconception that just because we don't spend our entire textbook talking about hypertrophy that we don't discuss hypertrophy in fact what NASM does is has that as one of its major focuses, foci, foci, mm-hmm. it's weird conjugating like that. But one of the major focuses, too many S's, is not just having muscular hypertrophy, but also can we increase your hypertrophy and do that through the endurance portion, which is a different permutation to the body, it's a different intensity, a different rep range which can still help you build muscle and that research has come out and it's been so clear in the last couple of years that you can do that through the the endurance portion with higher repetitions. And then get into your max strength lifts because you know what you can do in max strength? Lifting very heavy? Hypertrophy develop your musculature. And now what you do is you have just within the muscular development phase, several things, several ways, multiple ways that you can program and create undulations just within that. But even when you cycle through, you may not need to go to hypertrophy. I'm sorry, you may not need to go to uh, plyometric phases, like a power phase. You may not need that at all. But going to a max strength, and then going to some endurance training and then undulating with those and still keeping in the muscular development components. It all makes sense because you can build muscle in each of those phases. It's not something that we're like, uh, I guess this is uh, we'll write a chapter about muscular development and that's it. That's not true. There's, there's a great information about it. Now, how you put that together is really interesting, and you've got a lot of opportunity to play with the variables that are presented to you in the OPT model and throughout the textbook, but also cycling into your max strength lifts, cycling into your endurance training. All of those are still contributing to your muscular development. So when the misconception comes out that that, NASM is not good for muscular development or building muscle. That's, uh, I think. I think not only is that a misconception, but I think in in so many ways we've heard it, and we've said not only that we are going to provide now a course uh, on physique coaching and bodybuilding coaching because that has become such a big portion of. What people who are working out and exercising, what they're doing, give you people getting up on stage and doing physique and bodybuilding and bikini shows, now you can be like, okay, now I'm going to take this course through NASM and learn even more about how I can coach others to get up on stage and to do that very same thing. Anyway. Uh, these, there are some misconceptions and let, let's be honest, I mentioned this the last time, some of that is our fault because we need to provide more information on maybe how to program that and how to set that up. And that can be difficult to do in a textbook. So what we've done is created a whole nother course for it. And I hope that, that if you're interested in things like physique and bodybuilding coaching, that might be something that you would look into. Uh, If you've got questions for me, I want you to keep them coming. Any misconceptions that you can think of about NASM, throw them out to me. You can reach out to me and DM me on Instagram at dr.rickrichie, or you can hit me up with an email, rick.richie at nasm.org. Thank you so much for listening. Keep inspiring people to fitness and keep doing what you do. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.